previously on Suspicion. She was a rather calculated person, a cold person, but quite an intelligent person as well. There's a small graveyard up there on the hill that has uh, Ed Dossett's grave. We was just friends until I turned around and see the gun. Walker didn't know the details about the death of David Leith, a popular West Knoxville barber, but he did have his suspicions about the cause. The barber's widow, Raynella Dossett Leith. She killed another. <laughs> Raynella today is a 69-year-old grandmother. She's been jailed, tried, jailed, freed, tried, and freed again. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to declare a mistrial in this case. We found the court finds that the state has failed. The evidence is insufficient. In March of 2003, Walker was listening to news about Leith's death. Raynella said it was a suicide. Help me! Help me! My husband's not Raynella was already a widow. Her first husband, Knox County District Attorney General Ed Dossett, died a decade earlier. Randall Pettigo, who was medical examiner back then, said Dossett was already dying of cancer. He literally had only a few weeks at the most, in my opinion, to live, and, and his death was expected, but not quite in the way that it happened. It looks like he's been killed in a cattle stampede on his farm. Raynella remarried quickly to David Leith, a close family friend. But tragedy struck again in 1994 when Raynella and Ed's 11-year-old son was killed in a car crash. Their daughter was behind the wheel. Raynella was in the passenger seat. Veteran journalist Jim Ballack remembers feeling sorry for her. How much can a woman take? She's lost her husband and now she's lost their son. Not too long after that, I would say whatever else you think about Raynella, she's a woman who's had a lot of tragedies that have happened in her life. Burying the child is one of the worst things that can happen to any human being. But the Knox County Sheriff's Office wasn't so sympathetic as they found themselves for a third time called to the Dossett Farm in the sleepy community of Solway. They knew Raynella was capable of violence. So did Steve Walker. I'm laying there and you know, she points that gun and uh, I just close my eyes. And then she pulls the trigger. From the Knoxville News Sentinel and the USA Today Network, Tennessee, this is Suspicion. Walker grew up in Knox County. He was a business owner and, like Dossett, a farmer. 
His wife worked with Dossett as he went from private lawyer to DA. He knew Raynella. The couple socialized on occasion, and they even visited the farm. At one time, I thought he was a friend. Yeah, I knew him. I knew Raynella. Uh, I'd been to their home and eat before. But while Raynella was dealing with the loss of her 11-year-old son in 1994, Walker was learning some disturbing news about his then-wife and Dossett. They weren't just co-workers. They were lovers. And one of the boys Walker thought was his was actually Dossett's love child. Raynella soon heard the tale, too. I questioned her about it because I was told by a mutual friend. Walker first met with Raynella about the affair in May of 1995. He describes that meeting with journalist Jamie Satterfield. So let me, t- let me take you back just a little bit. So, so the first conversation you have with her is, is at the farm in her kitchen, I guess. Yeah. yeah okay. That's when David Lees was still alive. You know, he okay. come, David was he there come, when you all he, were talking? He come in towards the end of it. So did she did she indicate that she had suspicions or that she knew or Yeah, she said I mean she had heard too and, and suspected. When we talked in the kitchen, done a lot of stuff. Uh and as far as I knew we were still friends. The spouse is always the last to know anyway. So, you know, that's all that's all I knew. And and I don't know what she knew or didn't know. Eight days later, Raynella showed up at Walker's transmission shop in North Knox County. Raynella, at some point, called Steve and said, I found some papers about this child that you need to see. Walker remembers thinking, Raynella's trying to disguise herself. It was suspicious. But she just had on a shirt and had her hair tucked up under a ball cap. I mean, not way out of the... I mean, I recognized her because I knew her. Paul Underwood, which has since passed away, was my office manager at the time. That's who she walked up to and asked if I was there. And Paul hollered at me or something. Anyway, I come down front. But, I mean, I knew her when I seen her. Paul really probably didn't until later. She was a farmer, so I didn't think a lot about it. But she had her hair up and had a ball cap on. She didn't hardly... Uh, she was in a disguise so people wouldn't know it. I did not know it at the time. I saw she'd been working. And so what did she tell you? That, that uh, she said, I was cleaning out the barn and I found some papers I want you to see. And uh, so at that time we're standing on the front and she said, get in, we'll pull around back. Well, I got in and, and she did something. I said, well, where's these papers? And she said, oh, they're at the barn. And I guess being inquisitive, and, and I trusted her, so I had no reason not to go. And then we had the conversation out through there in the back and forth, and it was no threatening to me, no anything. So you're without a car. Let me make oh. that clear, right? You're in her car. Her yes, vehicle. and that's okay. three cell phones. We didn't all have a cell phone. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, no. so you've got no phone. You're in her car. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and don't really feel threatened, uh, you know, at the time. Renella said she's taking him to the farm. Now, on the way up there, you know, that's where Ed's buried. You know, I did not know that till I got up there because I hadn't been there. And I, I went to the funeral service, but I didn't go to the burial. And uh, she told me, she said, well, I don't blame you for being, you know, we had talked about on the way out there all about the affair and all this other stuff. And she said, I don't blame you. If you want to go out and piss on his grave, I'll turn my head. And I said, no, I wouldn't do anything like that. So, so you decline that invitation, and then and then she stops, I assume, and y'all get out? Uh, yeah, I, I guess she told me. She pointed over, and she said, over there on top of those buckets are those papers. And uh, so I climb over a fence. This is a big barn that they, 
they put a lot of cattle in and load them just to move them. And, uh, and I, I walk over the bucket and there's nothing there. And when I turn around, she's got a towel with a pistol in it and she's raising it up. She pulls this 38 caliber pistol and starts shooting at him. He misses. And I turned and started running. She shot a couple of times in the barn. I went to the other end, jumped over a fence, then went down through some woods, falling, and anyway, ended up with a twisted ankle, but I could still run. But the farm is massive. Walker is lost. Now, I don't know where I'm at. I had been to that house way at the road years ago, but I had never been up there and run through those woods and then come out. And here's a big pasture field, so I'm just walking across here. I just know I got to get away. And about that time, uh, I hear this car. Here she comes, and I take off running. I get to the next set of the woods just feet before she's going to run me over with that car. He keeps going before finally jumping over a barbed wire fence. And it's as far as I can go. Exhausted and injured, Walker finally collapsed. You know, I, I twisted my ankle. I was out of breath. I was wore out. Walker saw Raynella walking toward him with the gun. He had no idea if there were any bullets left inside it. So you're, are you on the ground? I'm on the ground. I'm laying there and, and she walks up to the fence. Now, as I was running through the woods, there was a shot or two. Uh, now, I'm not really counting them, I'm just running. So anyway, I'm laying on that side of She walks up to there and she said, Steve, I used to be a better shot than that, but I can hit you from here. I started pleading with her then. I said, hey, listen, if you kill me, I can't raise my kids. You can't raise yours. I'm laying there and you know, she's got the gun. And uh, anyway, we talk back and forth for a minute. She points that gun and uh, I just close my eyes. And then she pulls the trigger. It clicks. And she's out of bullets. And just like that, Walker said, Raynella transformed herself into a caring nurse. She says, hey, you're hurt. Said, won't you get up and come back to the house and let me take care of you and we'll talk about this. Walker didn't believe her. I said, Raynella, I don't trust you anymore. I said, leave that gun. And she was going to go back to the car and get something to wrap my ankle with. Well, I laid there and I was getting my breath. Now, so what... Did sure. you believe she was sincerely concerned about your welfare, or were you afraid that she was trying to lure you back and finish you off? Well, I knew she was going to kill me. If I went back, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> that is one mean woman. Walker decided to make a run for it again. When she got to the car, I got up and grabbed that gun, and then I took off, and then I got over and out of that hill, and then I hid in a culvert, a pipe. I'd think about getting up and, 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 and trying to, because see, I had to get across that street. Because I knew she drove by and seen me, she'd run over here and shoot me. I'm assuming that you're trying to figure out why the heck this woman is shooting at you in the first place, right? <laughs> you ain't kidding. Because you both are victims, really, yes, you yeah. know, in this deal, right? Yeah. Don't get mad at the guy right around your wife. You're going to be a little mad at your wife. Yeah, <laughs> that's who you trusted. Walker didn't know it then, as he was hiding in that culvert, but Raynella was already spinning a tale about what had happened. She called a friend of Walker's estranged wife, told her Walker showed up on the farm, that he was crazed over the affair, and that he tried to urinate on Dossett's grave. They don't know where I'm at. That's when I'm laying out here in the culvert. My kids are in school and in daycare. 
my uh, ex-wife called. Now, this is before the law's ever called, before anybody's ever called. She calls and tells that I had gone crazy. I went out to the farm. Do not let me pick up my children. That went down before the law was ever called. At some point, it was alleged that that uh, she had caught Steve Walker on the property urinating on Ed's grave. Meanwhile, Walker finally decided to chance it, and he ran out of the culvert and up the fence line to a stranger's house. Now, here I was sweaty and beat up and everything else. Walker didn't tell the strangers about Rainella. Once he figured out where he was, he called someone at his transmission shop to pick him up. Once he got back to the shop, that's when he called the sheriff's office. Detective Mike Lett showed up at the shop a short time later. He wanted Walker to go back to the farm. Walker did, but he was too afraid to get out of the cruiser. Raynella already had defense attorneys waiting. The lawyers were there, and they wanted to uh, see some stuff. Uh, quite frankly, I never got out of the police car when I got back out there. So there were lawyers already out there? Yeah. Filming the policeman. Lett got a warrant for Raynella. She is charged with, I can't remember, felonious assault with intent to kill, attempted murder, something. A special prosecutor from Nashville, Ron Miller, was assigned to the case. Randy Nichols, the man who got Dossett's job as Knox DA when Dossett died, bowed out. Miller knew his chances at convincing a jury to lock Raynella up for trying to kill Walker were slim. Of course, at this time, you know, she had lost her husband. The little boy got killed in the car wreck. And Ron told me his exact words. He said, you know, he, he dropped a football field. And he said, you know, we've got to get it all the way to the end zone. He said, we've got enough evidence to get down around the 10, 5-yard line. He said, but 12 jurors ain't going to put this widow woman that just lost a son in jail. He said, we better make this deal. Walker wasn't happy about it. He was living in fear. He moved out of his house and he got a gun. Which I had never done before. I never had any need to. I didn't know anybody didn't like me. <laughs> I didn't mow the yard without a gun. There was no uh, drapes or blind. I mean, you know, you couldn't see in this house if I was at home and every door was locked. So clearly you didn't buy this idea that she's just, you know, she's this broken widow. She's lost her son and she just went temporarily nuts. And Well, know. even if you did, why did you kill me? You know, if I had known anything, then I might could have said, okay, well, she won't come after me now because here's why she done it. How did you go forward with that? You clearly are armed. You're you're worried yeah. now. Mm -hmm. How long does that last? Does it, it, it it's still drop? here. It's still there? <laughs> not, not as bad. It has weakened through the years, yes. I honestly would not pull up behind a car at a red light that I didn't leave about two car lengths in case somebody started walking up that I could get going somewhat. So this really messed with you. Well, when when they when they look you in the eye and they say, I can hit you from here and pull the trigger, I closed my eyes. I knew I was gone. Yeah. I mean it was it was over. Wow. Yeah. And then you then you wake up and you say, Well, am I here? I'm in heaven, where am I? <laughs> I wonder why she was trying to kill me. We've never figured that out. Got a lot of suspicion, never figured it out. But Raynella wasn't talking. Miller offered her a plea deal. Eventually, the charge was reduced and she was sentenced to a year's probation. Prosecutor Cynthia Schimmel says the deal was even sweeter than no jail time. 
she later received through a pro-tem DA diversion, which means she pled guilty, but if she behaved over a period of time, then the case would be dismissed. And in fact, that is what happened. The case was dismissed. But only one thing mattered to Walker. He wanted Raynella to admit she was a vindictive, would-be killer. Because, yeah, she was trying to say up there that she caught me pissing on his grave up there. You know, and that was her ideal. No, it never happened. If that had happened, I'd been dead because she'd have shot me in the back. I said the only way I would agree to the plea deal would be if she admitted she'd come and pick me up, took me out there, and tried to kill me. Raynella's lawyer shushed her. Walker relented to the deal with his question of why unanswered. She didn't apologize either. We was talking when we was working out the plea deal. Ron said, well, in five years, she wants her record expunged. Said, you know, now that she's a widow, that she might have to go back to work. I said, she's a millionaire. She'll have to go back to work. He agreed to that. I'm not gonna tell you I agreed to it. I disagreed with it, but I guess it's just part of the deal. But her husband, David Leith, did. We had took a recess and everybody gets up and goes to the bathroom and that's an old, I don't even, they probably got a new courthouse but now, but that's an old courthouse. And uh, he come over and shook my hand, told me he was sorry. Really? Yeah, but I understand David Leith was a good man from what a lot of people tell me. Now, nine years later, Leith is dead shot by the same kind of 38 special Raynella fired at Walker. Prosecutor Schimmel is already comparing notes between the two shootings. Well, the whole story about what happened, uh, the fact that she used a weapon and she was very calculated about that and how she got him out to the farm. So, uh, Yes, yes, we all found that very interesting. If prosecutors are right about Raynella, she's been practicing the art of deception, staging her first husband's death and using a disguise and ruse to try to lure Walker to his death. Now they suspect Raynella might well have perfected it. It seemed like she had every little bit of time covered as her alibi. On the next episode of Suspicion. The question you're asking is, why shouldn't you be suspicious? But the response I have is, that's just being smart. She knows what it means when the detectives want to talk to you again. And the attorney, and quite rightly so, as would I, says, okay, well, if you have an alibi, we need to preserve that. I mean, people have alibis, but do they have that elaborate of an alibi? She had all of that just planned down to the minutes. Suspicion is a production of the Knoxville News Sentinel and the USA Today Network, Tennessee. It is narrated by me, Courtney Roark. Written by Jamie Satterfield and produced by John Garcia, Erica Whitney, and Angela Gosnell. Original theme music by Elijah Newman and Chris Potosik. Sound engineered by Elijah Newman. You can subscribe to Suspicion wherever you typically listen to podcasts. 
Be sure to rate and leave a review as well. You can also keep up to date with us on social media. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SuspicionPod.